Shay Nadira, she's the empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the royal empress. To another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Lakeisha Nigeria, and joining me are my two beautiful co-hosts, Akila and Hakima. We welcome you to join us in this topic entitled, Is There a War on the Natural Inclination that the Male and Female Have Towards One Another? Is it nature? Or is it nurture? Well, let's get to it, ladies. I guess basically the question is, is there, does it seem to be an all-out war on traditional relationships? Because we're seeing all kinds of stuff on Facebook and other social media where every relationship style, you know, I don't know. I I, I keep hearing people saying, oh, people can just do what they want to do you know, this freedom is their choice. What's the difference? It's almost like, are they trying to normalize all of these things? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. It's, yeah, everything seems to go. I mean, everything goes when it comes to relationships. I mean, from, I guess I've seen it. I've seen it all. <laughs> And it's like I'm 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 the one who tells it like it is, but even in telling it like it is right now, <laughs> I'm noticing that when you speak about these types of things, especially a topic like this, first of all, it's extremely sensitive. And you know, here um at the conversation or conversations with the Royal Empress, you know, we respect everyone and their different views that they may have. We're not here to make judgment on anyone, but we definitely have our views and our opinions, and they vary. None of us, you know, may think the same way on any given topic. And we open, are are very open, you know, for having and listening to varying views. But with that being said, it's gotten out of dang on control, in my opinion. We have entered a place where anything and everything literally goes and you're double and triple dared 
if you should even take issue with it and being accused of making judgment. And I'm going to give you a case in point because we're talking about relationships, various different types of relationships. And I was um, reading an article about a um, transgender person who had gotten married to a male and they had been married for I think maybe 10 years or so but the issue was now that he wanted to have children but he didn't know he was married to somebody who used to be a man and their body was not capable of being able to bear a child so in the beginning of the article it just painted this just beautiful picture of them being in love and just the whole way that they came together and it was literally like a perfect relationship in that person's eyes with that one exception that he did not know that he, she used to be in heat. And so I was looking at the comments and I think comments can say a lot. Comments can tell you so much about how we think worldwide <laughs> and what the, what's considered to be the norm, if you will, within this type of um, society. And it was interesting that a majority of the people who um, commented on this article felt like those individuals who said, oh, you know, you know, some people who said, like, they felt like she was absolutely wrong, you know, you are, um, you know, they may have called her names or whatever. Basically, they just felt like she was wrong. Whereas other people, they were like, well, it's like they had a problem with people pointing out the issue. And I'm reading like, what am I missing here? First of all, we're dealing with deceit. We're dealing with separate from gender, separate from you having, you know, being transgender. The fact that you lied to somebody for 10 years, telling them that you were one way or making them think that you were one way and in truth, you were some in, in another way. So back to the topic of our relation, our our conversation, which is dealing with these relationships, I feel like we're in a day and time where if we don't open our mouths, stand up, and make it known where we stand, then we risk a future generation of our children and our children's children who are going to even be more confused than we are. And I'm confused right now. I'm not confused about who I am and relationships in general. I'm confused just about what is being presented to the world as right and wrong, up and down. I mean... I, I definitely agree. I just think it's a... It's a we're, we're walking in scripture people read scripture and it's like fancy stories and it sounds nice. We don't realize those stories that that's us. You know, we're reading about ourselves. I mean, there's a war that the devil was having with God. And what better way to, to try to get back at God and just destroy the very creation in which he loved. And that is the creation of the woman. What better way to, to, try, to attack woman is to destroy the foundation of the relationship 
you know, I remember Mr. Farrakhan said, sexism is just as bad as racism. The role of the woman is so, it's minimized, it's reduced to almost nothing. We're just here for pleasure. It just, it reflects society and how a woman is promoted, how a woman looks at herself, and it just reflects the whole concept of a relationship, a union that's supposed to be ordained by God. We call it the war right now. We just don't really, we don't realize it. And then we're falling for the propaganda of war. We're starting to believe our society believes. Just like, just to coincide with the comments that, that was on that page. Just like, you all are falling into the hype. You all believe in what society is telling you, but yet everybody's running away from what God has set in stone on how a relationship should be. Huh. I don't <laughs> I'm just amazed, I think, and, and to what you're saying, you look at people who talk about having open relationships, and more so I would say open marriages. And to me, a husband that's okay with another man being with his wife, I don't even know how to reconcile that in my mind. Because I, I cannot see how love is anywhere in that picture. You know, a wife to a husband is like his is is like a prize. It's a you know, and I and so I just can't see how any man could be okay with that. But I think that there is a deviant mind. And there are many people who have it and many people who just think that it's just okay. It's cool. It's whatever. But I always wonder when you see things like this, what went on in childhood? What is it that made you open to and susceptible to these types of behaviors? What made you think that it was okay? And it's as if we think that we can just have this free for all. But, you know, we also live in a time now where a lot of people are anti-religion, period. So even when we talk about, well, what God's plan or how God sees things, well, it's, it's a lot of people that, that, that give no credence to that at all because they don't believe in a higher power. And, well, they don't believe in it in that way because you have so many people that feel like these are fairy tales. And that wow. God doesn't exist. So if you feel that God doesn't exist, you know, then you figure, hey, I can just do whatever I want to do. You make an That's excellent point. Yeah. Um, especially as it relates to um, people not having a belief um, in God, especially in a way maybe that it used to be at one point in time. Um, people are so anti-religion, and and I believe that even if it's not even even if it's not addressing religion, but just even having a spiritual connection or knowing that there is a higher being, um, and even having laws set up with within your own mind, you know, with your own space, then there are certain things that there used to be 
certain things that people just would not do, wouldn't think about doing. But now there's such a behavior that is more common and more popular that, as you stated, it, it does not, um, you know, pretty much anything goes. There's nothing to keep me from doing or to hold me back from making a decision. You know, I, I can do whatever it is that I choose to do. So if I don't have to report to anybody, if I don't have to, you know, be held accountable for my behavior, then, hey, literally, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And so even when you mention about your curiosity in terms of going back to someone's childhood, absolutely. Because what, what happened? You know, what took place? that made you feel or gave you this idea, um, this thought, this energy that is completely um, really opposite of your nature, opposite of who you were created to be. Now, I'm sure many people might take issue with that. And I, I, could, I could hear it in, in my, the back of my head just, you know, people feeling like, well, who who decides or is everybody created for a purpose? Is everybody supposed to be created, you know, in a certain image, in a certain likeness? Yes, I feel that. I feel that way. And it's fine that most probably would not agree. But the interesting thing about it is that we give more power to things outside of ourselves, And this is the reason that we can fall victim to situations like this because the power we put outside of us now has a greater effect than the power that we should have with inside of ourselves. And as it relates to our dependency or our relationship with the creator and I think this all plays a part in um, I guess you would say our decision making and what we choose to believe is good bad right wrong corrupt and the other a, a book I read is called psychopaths and suits hmm. very interesting book and it talks about psychopaths but also talks about narcissists too and one of the things uh one of the chapters talked about a narcissistic culture and it was talking about a workplace but you know me i'm organizational leadership major so to me i i look at life as one big company you know because there's a culture to society people will and well in the book it was stating that people will go into a certain environment and if it's a narcissistic culture, then they will tra transition their thinking to fit that environment. So if cutthroat activity is what it is in that environment, then they, they agree with that. They'll, they'll adjust to that because they want to be accepted in that environment. I think it's the, it's the same in this case is if I'm in an environment where I want to be accepted and that environment is, Hey, it's, it's be whatever you want to be. 
or it's ain't nothing wrong with having an open relationship, open marriage, or ain't nothing wrong with being bi, sleeping with male or female. If that's the environment that I want to fit in in, then that's what I'm going to emulate or practice. And it and and it may have nothing to do with the way they were raised. It's just that the pull of the world is so strong for some people because they're so damn weak. They're they're more concerned with being accepted by people or society and not being ostracized than they are being accepted by God. That's the problem. You have people who would rather be in the environment doing things they really don't want to do. This is why they're so sick all the time because they're acting against their own nature and their own desire. They're so weak. They adhere to what everyone else is doing. I think that's the issue here. I just think that people spend too much time trying to be accepted by people in a certain environment because they don't want to be ostracized and be alone if they're willing to do any and everything to be accepted. Not even if that means going against how they was raised, because I know some I know some treacherous people who was raised by good people, great environment. But no, you chose to disregard how you were raised just to be accepted in a certain environment. And now you've changed your thinking to that environment. That's just a different aspect I want to come to. That is interesting. But I mean, I see how that is because we do live in a society where people like to impose their views and their will on other people. And then they want to, those who are in disagreement with them, we've gotten into this bullying mm. of people. <laughs> yeah, where you're, you're criticized for wanting to be moral. You're criticized for having a viewpoint. Oh, you're a judge, you're judging. And, and here's exactly. the hmm? Exactly. Had yeah. The Bible had judges. The Bible had judges. That's what the judges did. They decided right from wrong. So when people say that, you're right, Negro, or whoever I'm talking to, I am a judge because just like the Bible had judges, I'm about to judge this situation, this act. Not necessarily judging the person. You're judging the act. That's well, what you're doing. Anytime you put something before the public, you open yourself up to scrutiny. And see, that's the thing that people yeah. fail to realize. What we want to do is we want to do whatever the heck we want to do in front of everybody. And then you, I see you and you want me to shut up. <laughs> so so keep it on social media then, huh? <laughs> if you don't, if you don't want anybody to say anything about what you're doing then stop putting your business out in the street, yeah, stop, stop putting your stuff out there in the open and think that people are not going to have a comment or have an opinion. It's a reality. And so, yeah, sometimes people are going to ignore you and sometimes they're not. But whatever it is that you do, just like you feel like you have the right to do what you want to do, we also have the right to say that we don't like what you do. You can't ask for something and then try to take it away from the other person. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or, oh, you judging me. Well, now you judging me, saying that I'm judging you. Right. I mean, y'all see how silly that sounds. Yes. You know, when I hear that, that's that's kind of what I was kind of alluding or speaking of earlier in the conversation. It's like it's silly. It's just really silly. I'm that's judging. That's the devil you. talking. That's the devil I'm, talking. 
Explain what you mean by that when you say that's the devil talking. Tell us about the devil. The devil. That devil within. That's the devil that want to do what he want to do. So the minute, now, minute you said the devil within, that you you're just telling me that the devil. You're not talking about anything underground with the pitchfork. No, that's spookism. We know the devil within. That little voice that tell you, girl, don't listen, or 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 man, don't listen to that voice. Listen to me. You know, cartoon. We laugh at cartoons, and it's so funny. But it's a lot of truth in cartoons. I don't know if you remember this old cartoon where. You know what? It's the little characters was like blue or something, but it'd be one on one shoulder and one on the other shoulder, and one is telling them the character to do good while the other one on the other shoulder is saying, Don't listen to that voice, listen to me. We yeah. have that self accusing spirit. There's mm -hmm. that, there's the God in you, and then there's the devil within you. And we love to listen to that devil. So the devil starts saying, Why Are you judging me? Because the devil wanted to continue to be a devil. The devil within wanna to continue to rule because we're weak and we're allowing that devil within to rule the God within us. That's what I mean when I say that's the devil talking. That's the devil within. Yeah. It's that lower desire, that fiery spirit or nature that has a tendency to take control. Mm -hmm. I've seen people come in and just looking at them, you're like, okay, they're a certain way. Two or three months later, they become a totally different person because they have accepted the culture. And the culture is toxic. It's wicked. And they've accepted it. And they've bought into it. And so they change. And it's so sad because, oh, as, as the Quran says, the 47 surah, you're the weak-hearted one. They're weak-hearted. They can't, their, their, their faith or their uh, belief in self is so weak that they can go into an environment that's stronger than them and they'll take that environment and take them over. And I see it every day. I just sit back and watch and be like, yeah, they gone. Yeah, they gone. The devil got them. Basically. It's, it's sad. It's sad. It's really sad how people can be so weak that you, that you allow yourself to be pulled in this big conspiracy. One where you lose your own soul because you don't want to be ostracized. I like being ostracized. I'll be right in the corner. I'm fine with that. Jesus was ostracized. I don't have no problem with that. Were you put in a corner a lot as a child? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I put in the corner by myself. <laughs> Did you put yourself in the corner and time out? Right. I, no, I wasn't time out. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go right over here. This this where I want to be. I'm going to chill right over here by myself because I ain't trying to do what everybody else do. I'm trying to say how traumatized it was. You know, that was that. A child stay in a child place, you don't get an adult conversation. Cool. I'm about to go right over here and do my thing. But, hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like that. It was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> but, I mean, don't you all agree? I mean, have you ever been in an environment where you're like, okay, I'm not with I'm not with the status quo. I'm not I'm not with the consensus. But then there's the people that I'm with with what everybody else is with. So if everybody said jumped off the bridge, you would jump off it. But you got people doing it. You got people mm -hmm. partaking in threesomes all because, well, I don't want to be I don't want to be looked at a certain way. You got people talking about they both ways, all because of the environment that they're in, if that's acceptable. And then they wonder why they crazy as hell three, four months down the line because they living a life that they really don't want to live. 
I mean, look at these entertainers, man. Every time you turn around, you see them in the street. So-and-so going crazy. You know what it is? They probably thinking about all the stuff they did to be in that industry and to stay in that industry, and it's going against what they, the very essence of who they are. They're like, this ain't me, and this is not what I want to do. But because I'm so weak and I submit to this environment, now I done drove myself crazy because I'm going against the very nature in which I was created. Now, what's interesting about what you're saying, because I, I, I agree, I, I see exactly what you're talking about, you know, in entertainment, just in everyday life, things are becoming more and more acceptable or, you know, just normal. Um, but when you talk about the um, pull, I guess, or the influence that people have over other people or peer pressure um, and the weakness that others have and their inability to rise above that weakness and just do what it is they really desire because of the strength of the opposing or the opposite um, person or team. I, I do believe that the world that we live in now, it's like, it's difficult for a person who is not rooted and who does not have a strong foundation spiritually to be able to survive in a space where there is such a gravitational pull. So although I do agree exactly with what you're saying, but I also understand that it is so challenging because every time you turn on the television, Every time you listen to the radio, every time you engage in conversation, you know, outside of the protected space of your home, um, it's like there are things that are constantly pulling you in. And again, if you're not rooted, if you're not, if you don't have a strong foundation, then you're going to get blown away with the wind. And I think that's what's taking place. And I think it's becoming even more and more challenging for people to stand their ground because there is no ground because the ground is shaky. You know, there's no foundation. So like when you mentioned earlier, you know, people who've come from good homes that were raised a particular way, but they still decided to go in a certain direction, you know, that pull. And even when you were speaking of the environment that you work in, you know, within the penal system, I was just thinking about how oftentimes you will see somebody who's been incarcerated for a period of time and they may take on a play, a space where they may decide that, you know, they're going to be, you know, walk a righteous walk, a walk a righteous walk, if you will. And they do fine, you know, as long as they're behind bars, as long as they're incarcerated. But then you let them out into an environment where now there's so many other experiences. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. And then they go back in another direction. But the thing is that they had training wheels. They had a protection. They had a safety net that kind of kept them in a certain place and didn't really allow them um, although they had the freedom to do what they wanted to do, it was easier. So I guess what I'm saying is 
it's just become even more difficult, way more difficult from when we were growing up. Because even though there's always been peer pressure, it seems like there were other things, whether it was faith or, you know, spirituality or your parents or whatever, the, the, the stronghold or that influence, it had a tendency to just keep us to where we were supposed to be. And it wasn't as easy to fall victim and you know, find yourself caught up in something. So, and, I, and then, you know, just going back to war, you know, we start off by asking that question, you know, I mean, are we under attack? Our relationships as we know it or once knew it, are they under attack? And I started thinking about, and you mentioned that we were in war. We were, you know, that's what was going on. So I look at the definition of what war is, you know, a state of armed conflict between different nations or states or different groups within a nation or state. Conflict, warfare, combat, fighting, action, bloodshed, struggle. When I think about that and just some of the things that I just described, I feel like that almost sums it up in that we have so many different arrows or bullets or things that we have to attempt to protect ourselves from, but we don't have enough shield. We don't have enough armor, whether it's because we've let it go, we've you know, um, don't just don't have it to begin with, whether that armor is the foundation. It just seems like there's just more of a struggle to stay balanced or at least to, to hold your ground, stand your ground in what you believe. And then there's so much, um, I guess, the influence that it almost confuses people. You know, they don't know what they believe because they don't even, there's no more independent thought. Because again, you've been taught to believe what you believe. But then some would argue that you're taught to believe that something is traditional and normal. Right, right. So there, so there's always that the argument and the counter argument. But what I honestly believe is that when we allow people to just act natural what do we naturally gravitate towards without anybody even teaching you? Because I look at, we look at our children and you leave them, because we're not talking to our babies about relationships. We're not talking to our little four and five year olds about having girlfriends and boyfriends, but yet they'll still come home and tell you, your son will come home and tell you he got a girlfriend. <laughs> your daughter yes, come home and yes. tell you she got a boyfriend or the little boy will go up and try to kiss a girl I mean it, so they'll naturally the girl and even when I see these people now when they talk about not wanting to have like having gender neutral toys I didn't What's just that? get up one day and, and tell my son he had to play with a truck if you put him there and boys play with a doll, they'll play with it, but they're not gonna play with it the same way that a little girl does, in general. 
<laughs> ready to go take off the head. Right, he taking off the head. <laughs> the arms off everything. <laughs> and who taught them that? Didn't nobody teach them that? That I mean, sounds like abuse. Well, they are abusive towards <laughs> Are you saying that's that conquering nature? That's that conquering nature. <laughs> oh, that's that okay. conquering nature. Conquering nature, yes. Okay. They ain't discovered that X chromosome yet. So that's the whole point of why Allah put an X chromosome in the man. Because if he didn't, he would destroy us. He wouldn't be trying to sleep with us. He'd be trying to destroy us because he'd be like, oh, I see something weaker than myself. And I got, I'm about to conquer. I am about Thank to destroy. So, Dr. Hakima, we got something going here. Are you saying that? <laughs> I mean, I'm just wondering. No, it, the analytical one started it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my whole point this she is got deep on us, boy, with the toys and everything. <laughs> I mean, we're, honestly, the only place that I was going with that whole situation is that people try to argue that we force things on our children. And I'm saying that when you watch them naturally, the male and the female naturally gravitate towards each other if nobody interferes with that. So don't tell me somehow that we're, you know, you're teaching somebody to be traditional. When it's, it's like the animal kingdom. You know, I don't think, or there definitely is nowhere nobody saying, hey, you know, uh, dog, go. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, it's, it's instinctive. Um, certain natural order of things. You know, within the universe, there is just an order of things. Yeah. And when it falls out of its orbit or, you know, it's no longer corresponding with what is natural, then we know that we have, there's something else has occurred. Just like people say, oh, you must be drinking some, some water. Must be some in that water. Why? Because you acting a little strange. You're acting stranger than what the average person would act. And so it must be some in that water. You know, I, I saw a meme, which is so off subject, but it's kind of some, somewhat related. <laughs> Somebody had posted um, this meme about, um, I think they said, was it the 90s babies? They said, you 90s babies must have bought these here um, bed bugs. Because when we was growing up, all we saw was roaches, you know. <laughs> what the I think I saw that when I saw that when I was like and keeps, I just kept scrolling I just kept scrolling I said it's stupid but I'm, I'm thinking like okay you know it's the same way we talk about Similac babies well nowadays everybody's <laughs> or crack babies you know it's like every generation has this thing that that's why you act this way because it was either something in the water you know it was Asian orange it's something that happened to you just caused you to be off balance but we know that it, it ordinarily this would not be the case. I, but I like, I, I mean, I like where you was going with that, Akila. I mean, you're right. It's, 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 it's when it's convenient is, is let's keep it to tradition. But when it's not convenient, times change. This ain't how it used to be. Cause when you talk about traditional relationships, every, what do people say? Oh, that's old fashioned. When I talk to ladies about, you should be abstinent from sex. You should wait till you're married. Oh, that's old fashioned. See, it's when it's convenient, something's old-fashioned, but when it's also convenient, oh, we got to come with the modern times now. Yeah. It, it's, I, I just think that it's just, when I watch it, you know, because we are, and when we talk about is there this war, 
out there on our on our traditional relationships and i think that we're really just talking about the the, the natural way that things naturally happen and i just just my observations in watching little boys and little girls who are not necessarily being taught anything who's not necessarily seeing anything and they they gravitate towards one another nobody i don't recall anybody telling me to sit down and play house Mm. i don't or to to how to hold a baby boys and girls see mothers hold babies they see us nurture babies right then why is it that the little girl wants to nurture and hold the baby but the little boy looks at it and keeps on going and and runs and and does whatever he's doing mm. are we teaching them oh this is what you're supposed to do because you're a girl i don't think that we teach we don't teach them that I, you know you don't you don't tell a little girl oh you're a well i don't know that we do like what's the difference between the genders i can tell you a personal story where my son you know because of course as a mother you know your children are in the bathroom with you <laughs> you know that's just it is what it is and my son asked me something about my penis and i said mommy doesn't have a penis <laughs> and he he looked strange he's like well where's your penis I said, well, mommy's a girl and girls don't have penis. He said, well, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, girls have vaginas, boys have penis. And so then he started, oh, okay. But then he started asking me, but how do you pee? And so then at one point he thought that I pee, you, you pee out of your butt? I mean, I'm just, it, I mean, I'm saying this, I know it sounds crazy, but it's just like, they ask right are we actually going around i don't i didn't tell my son you're a boy he just you know i mean it's like they it, it's certain things that are just very obvious to them and it's just a very natural thing so i don't know we 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 so i think that the argument we argue too much about well i can do whatever i want to do and whatever it's it it's you go against nature and then try to say that something that is natural or is nature is against you it sounds mm -hmm. crazy because it is crazy the whole thought process in my mind but i just say just watch the children i i have never seen and i'm not saying that it doesn't happen because i'm sure you know but I've never seen little boys play with each other and, you know, on a, on a consistent and regular basis, like each other in a certain manner. They usually like little girls and vice versa. This is true. Because nobody is telling their three and four year old to have a girlfriend and a boyfriend. But they come home and they tell you. My son came home at four years old and told me this little girl told him in preschool that she was going to marry him. And the only question he asked me was, can four-year-olds get married? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming you told him no. 
I did tell him no. <laughs> and I said, why did you ask me that? He said, oh, because Melanie said she's going to marry me. I said, okay. That's hilarious. And the only thing I would say, though, as we talk about traditional relationships, though, because somebody could argue and say, okay, that's fine and dandy. You know, okay, that's natural. So who's to say that it's natural for you to not have open marriages or four and five and six people sleeping with each other and all of that. Where does that come from though? That wasn't, that's something I'm not going to say fairly new because nothing's new under the sun, but we're talking about the promotion of things. Why now the promotion of open marriages? You know, when the, when the, the devil or the powers that be the wicked people, the wicked power, wants to promote an idea what does he do he goes right to the entertainers and he say promote this because these people worship you they look up to you so whatever you say is law so so that people won't look toward them they'll have they'll put the entertainers up front so now you got these entertainers oh i have an open marriage you know oh i'm bi oh it's this new term oh i can't remember what the term is it's not even bisexual. It's like you have sex with whatever. Janelle Monet, they got her promoting that. I know. Oh, I, know. I forgot what they call it, but it's some new term. And I'm like, what? I don't even understand. It's so confusing now. It's so many different. Um, oh, my God. So many different sexual categories. It's confusing. This is definitely a Sodom and Gomorrah. We are Sodom and Gomorrah. We live right in Sodom and Gomorrah. It's just ridiculous how when these entertainers promote this stuff and we get right there and we start talking about it like it's something great but so and so so and so is this you have more people know about what entertainers are doing more so than they know what their own self is doing it's, it's very sad so this is how the powers that be promote these mindsets this way of thinking and then we follow we follow suit because we worship these people these people are false gods to us and we worship them. And this is how we start to subscribe to these mindsets. We need to go back to where I get this thought that that's okay. I just saw a, well, I just saw scrolling today, some article. I didn't get a chance to read it, but I'll go back and read it where it says women are becoming lesbians because they've been hurt by men. So now this is a new promotion of things for now. Promote that. So that all the women that have been hurt by men could at least be open-minded. See, the idea is to get you to open your mind. Once you open your mind, they can water that seed. Because now the seed has been planted. So now, a year from now, you first was against it. But a year from now, now you, oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. See, we don't right. realize we're at war. Yeah. We do. We, we, we do open our minds to things. But my, my concern is, when you have this open marriage or these relationships where everybody and their mom is, you know, doing whatever with whoever and however, how do you really feel when you get up from that? And I think that people will never really tell the truth. Are you still empty inside? Because my thought process when you're doing something like that is that you're in search of something because you're not fulfilled in some kind of way and you're looking to fill some type of void that you're filling. Is it filled after you do that? Or are you still looking? It's, it's like a, a drug addict that, that once they've used a gateway drug, 
Now it's on to the next thing. I need the next high and I need the next biggest high. And that's what I see with people now with the, with the way that we're doing. What is the next thing that I can do to try to bring some type of fulfillment to my life? Why are we unfulfilled? What is it? Why do you need all of this? Why do you need, you know, even going back to you, talk, uh, Hakima, when you're talking about the, living in a narcissistic society, narcissists are never satisfied. Right. They need attention and people will get attention. And the reality of it is, is especially people who were deprived of attention, they will get any kind of attention they want, be it negative or positive. Or the ones used to it. So now they feel entitled to get it. And we'll do the next, well, that's the person that, that, that's on the drug that need that next high. Mm-hmm. You got to. Once, once, once you've done this, then what else can I do to get even higher? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth to that. And I'm going to usually give an example at work. Okay. Now, there's this thing that in the prison system, and, you know, and there's not a lot of women there. So the women that there just comes up. There's this thing that if you were, if you were, if you were four or five in the street, you were ten in the joint, right? So you have women come in there, they get hired. They're not used to a lot of attention from men because on the street they don't get it, but in there they like a superstar. Oh my God, you should see the transformation these women go through. <laughs> they will be, I won't say average or regular, but two or three months from now they look like a doggone supermodel. Weave down to their ankles, makeup, nails. I mean, you you think it's a doggone modeling show? Why? Because I'm I'm drunk off of this now. I it, 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 I I was validated because all these men saying, "Hey, baby, how you doing?" And that's the officers included. They had the same mindset as the inmates. They act like the only women they have access to is the one that work, the ones that work there. That's how many of them think. So it's. Women say, oh, I'm not used to that. And now it becomes like a drug and you see the transformation and you go, wow, the whole attitude has changed. They don't act like a four no more. Now they act like a 10. (laughs) 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 Interesting concept, but it's the truth. So I just wanted to give an example to that. Sometimes even that happens with a guy. Let them let them lose a hundred pounds, and all of a sudden the girls start looking at him. And now he didn't change; his whole attitude didn't change. So y'all just you're right about that as far as that getting drunk off of that attention. And now it's they need that next high, I need that attention. I need to be validated again and again and again. You also see these relationships the way that you see them too, mm-hmm. because you have people who are in competition with one another, and people who feel like I have to do the next greatest thing to maintain a certain level of attention. So Mm -hmm. a woman who wouldn't ordinarily be open to having sex with multiple people, if she feels like it's going to give her a star on this man's chart, then she'll do it. Because if I don't do it, then this other woman might come along and do it. So let me keep my, you know, let me keep my ranking in his eyes. And, And a lot of this goes back to, again, foundation but in which is directly connected to value because if i value myself meaning that i have to have the right type of foundation in order to find value 
But if I value myself, am I really willing to sell myself to the highest bidder? And the bidder doesn't necessarily have to be a, a person. The bidder can be an idea or a thought. So I've sold myself to a thought that is more popular or that has become popular or that has become the norm. Therefore, my value, it decreases. Because maybe at one point, you know, I may have felt or felt strong in what I believed. But now something has come to weaken that. And now I've succumbed to something that I don't, I didn't even think that I would ever succumb to. So you talk about, um, I think earlier, one of you mentioned, you know, feeling a certain way at one point in time. And then you check back in a, a year later or a month later because somebody has continued to feed you something. And now you believe that, or what you once believed is out the window. You weren't open to this before, but now you're completely open. But the value, I believe, goes down. At least the value, not the value as it relates to how you view yourself. You know, this uh, it's interesting. And, I, and I'm, I'm finishing off... Uh, Minister Ava Muhammad's book, Naturally Beautiful. And she's talking about, it was one of the things that's discussed, I was just reading earlier, about how we spend too much time needing to be validated by others. We're looking for external factors for fulfillment. You're not going to get it. You understand? You have to look within. That's, that's the only way you're going to truly be happy. We're too busy looking for outside of ourselves for validation, but we're not looking within ourselves. The, the journey to God, to find God is within, not externally. And so you will never find happiness on an external level. You got to find it on an internal level. And that's the issue with so many people. People are not happy. So getting in a marriage, they, if you're not happy individually, you're not going to be happy in a marriage or a relationship. So what do you do? Let's have you or your, the person you're in a relationship ain't happy. So you both decide, let's have open marriage because this is going to make us happy. Or let's just have a threesome because this is going to make us happy. And you're still not happy. It's the right. problem with people. It, it goes back to that drug. I need that high. I need something new. So this is new for them. I need to have a new partner in my bedroom because that's new. That's something I need. That's something I can feed off on. That's a Man, you, you really, you hit that on the nail, sis. Right. It's, it's a sickness. It's a disease of the heart. As Allah says in the Quran, it will increase the disease in the heart. So if you don't want to listen to those, those that he sent to you with a message, he said he will increase the disease in your heart. And some people even increase the disease in their heart because they've been warned. People have been trying to tell them, you're going the wrong way, but they didn't want to listen. So either you adhere to the message or have that disease in your heart increase. Yeah, but you'll never be fulfilled if you don't if you're not if you don't get fulfilled first yourself. There is nothing externally that can actually complete you or fulfill you. So I don't know what what do we think are some solutions? I think you have to study, you have to find God within. And that's a beautiful journey. It's a difficult one, but it's a beautiful journey. 
you'll get all the stimulation you need because you 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 ain't gonna have to worry about what somebody else doing. You ain't gonna be concerned with everybody's business. You ain't gonna care what the entertainer's doing because you're gonna spend too much time trying to find a God within. That that's one solution. Uh, another a second solution is stop getting to not fast. You gotta break yourself from these addictions. That's the problem. If you you fast, you build your will. So if you want to find God within, deny yourself of these things of the earth that you love. That's how you're going to be able to break yourself of that habit. How you build discipline, you fast, you go without eating. That's how, that's, that's how all, all the spiritually strong people have done it. It's already been proven to work. Do that. Those are, those are the two most important, and that's going to keep you busy. The number one going to keep you busy, I'm telling you right now. I'll get back with you in about five years, and you're still going to be on that journey. I'm telling you right now. I'm still on it. I'm, that's the journey that you never return from. You'll always uh, be looking for the God within or perfecting that God within, trying to, to meet your ultimate perfection. So that's a, that's a journey you'll never return from anyway. That's why I'm always glass on gossip because I'd be like, no, nah, I ain't know, that, know nothing about that. People say, you ain't know? No, nah, I didn't know. How you didn't know? Because I'm not focused on everybody else. I'm trying to perfect the God within. So those are two things that I think we should be doing. And like, like I said, the number one thing, <laughs> you're going to be busy on that one. I agree. I mean, I agree. I can't really think of anything else either because like you said, what you've already offered, it's going to take up your time and it requires a lot of focus. So, you know, the best thing that we can really do is work on ourselves and the building of that relationship um, that we have, you know, with the creator. When you oh, were prayer, speaking. that's it. Add that prayer. in there, like I said. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> prayer, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think sometimes we just know that's a given, but no, we have right, to I, Right, we have to we say, have say it. Say that's why I said, oh, yeah, because yeah. we always assume that's a given. Because, you know, prayer is, it's like, and I've used this example, you know, before, but it's like um, having a tank, you know, a tank, a car tank, and seeing that it's almost depleted and on E. Well, how many miles have you driven today? You know, how much has the engine been running? And have you made a stop at the gas station to fill up? and to get what is necessary to run the car. And so every time we engage in that activity of that communion, you know, with God, with that higher power and going within outside of ourselves, then we are filling that cup. We're filling that tank. We're getting the fuel that is necessary to carry us to the next stage of where we're attempting to reach. You won't be able to get far. Your, your gas will run out if you think that it's possible for you to just roll, you know, on one tank of gas and you trying to go 755 miles. I mean, so, yeah, it's impossible, you know, unless you got one of these newer vehicles. <laughs> but even still, you're going to need to refuel, and that is the best way that we can do it with that connection that we make um, with God. 
can I read a prayer? I want to read. I want to read this prayer for our, our listeners because I, I, I had I've had some conversations with people and they say, well, really the thought is, how do I pray? I mean, you know, we've talked. Get on your knees and just talk. Well, it's not really just that simple. You got to be totally honest with yourself. You got to be totally totally honest with God, and you got to be humble. I'm gonna read a prayer. That's the offset. Often say a prayer amongst us Muslims, and I want the listeners to listen. Don't think religion, just think the, the power in the words, and I'm going to read it for you. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, surely I've turned myself being upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he. And this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O oh Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee. Thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. I have been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So grant me protection against faults, but thee, and guide me to the best of moors, for none guides to the best of them but thee, and turns away from the evil moors but thee. So I just want to, uh, want to just put that out there for people to, if you got to rewind this and listen to them words, that's you being humble and going to, to the Lord and say, I know I haven't been how, how you've created me to be, but I'm coming to you because I want to change. That's a very powerful prayer. And when I say, you say that prayer and whatever is, whatever you got on your shoulders, man, it's just going to come down if you sincere. So that's our recommended prayer for the day. Um, I don't like to like I don't like for people to listen to my prayers <laughs> when I'm praying. It's so private to me. But anyway, but uh, I just want to throw that throw that out there for those who may need some guidance on prayer. That'd be a good way to end off this conversation with a strong prayer. We let God speak. We let God speak. That's what we did. So that's how we ended this right there. Well, thank you for that prayer. I think it was absolutely timely. And um, we all can use um, direction. And so with that being said, we thank you for joining us on yet another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. We look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Impress, please visit the website royalimpress.org. You can also follow the Royal Impress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Impress is a subsidiary of the Royal Impress organization. All rights reserved.